The 10-Minute Math Podcast will help parents answer the two big questions. Why is math taught differently today? And how can I support my own child at home? We are your hosts, Jan and Colleen. We are two teachers crazy crazy for math. math. We are sisters from a family of 10. Both of us have families that include four math-loving children and two grandchildren. Together, we have more than 50 years in education. We are on a mission to help parents use normal everyday routines, such as bedtime, playtime, or mealtime, as opportunities to build their children's number sense so that their children can find the joy, wonder, and beauty of mathematics. So tell me, Jan, why is this mission so important? We are educators and we know a child's confidence in math can be life-changing as these children develop interests that lead to college and even career opportunities. We know you're busy, so we'll keep this weekly podcast short. Nobody has time for an hour-long podcast. Give us just 10 minutes a week and we promise to make it worth it. Now it's time for you to take action. Click on subscribe to get notified every time a new podcast episode is released. And thank you so much for making math fun. Welcome to the 48th episode of the 10-Minute Math Podcast. Today, we're going to answer the question, how can I tell if my child inherited the math gene? Now, let's get started. This podcast is for those of you who believe that math is a gene and that some of us inherit it and some do not. Jan and I have a niece that always says she didn't inherit our family math gene. We always laugh and reply that math is not a gene. I suspect that some adults that love math talk positively about math and encourage their own children in developing math skills. They also probably purchase number puzzles or counting books for their children when they are young. From the outside, it might appear that parents who were successful or loved math have a gene because their children also share their love of math. I think it all has to do with the child's environment and their experiences. Parents who love math will purchase math materials to enhance their child's number sense kind of just naturally, while parents with math anxiety or negative feelings about math probably avoid purchasing the same types of math materials. I remember that my second son really loved math when he was young and even memorized the prime numbers up to 100 when he was only in kindergarten. I know what you're thinking, but I did not make a list of prime numbers and ask him to memorize them. As a kindergarten student, he didn't even know what a prime number was. (laughs) That's funny. You know, and by the way, in case you forgot, a prime number is a number with exactly two factors, one and itself. The reason I remember this fact is because computers were just becoming popular along with math software and I purchased a game called Primates for my middle school students when I was teaching and I had a copy at home that I was reviewing. At that time, there were not many computer programs and the Primates game was one that he loved. He played it so much that he memorized all of those prime numbers up to 100. I also had a son that really loved math and would hide in his closet to read math books at night. 
He even helped his dad with an online calculus class when he was only in middle school. He was so interested in math that he ended up getting his PhD in the subject. Right, he can talk math all day, I know. <laughs> Getting back to our niece though, she earned good grades in high school and graduated from college working at a great job that does require some math skills. I think she says that she didn't inherit the math gene because she did not feel that confident in math. A new shift in the 2021 Wisconsin Standards for Mathematics includes developing math identity. I suspect that our niece did not experience a strong math identity. In the past, we used to believe that students that answered problems quickly had a positive math identity. You know, that wasn't always the case. We want students to think deeply about math and use flexibility with numbers to find more efficient ways to problem solve. A recipient of the Fields Medal, the highest math award described as the Nobel Prize of Mathematics, was a man who didn't believe he was good at math in school because he was a slow thinker. He was a really deep thinker and his brain made connections in math that were never discovered before. Wow. You know, as educators, we believe that all children can learn math, just like we believe that all children can learn to walk. As parents, you don't want to let your child give up when they're trying to learn how to walk. Parents expect their children will fall and make mistakes, but they will keep trying and learn from those failed attempts. Yes, before I learned about a growth mindset, I used to tell people that when I taught middle school math, students came to me either loving math or hating it. I felt it was my job to get them to love math because I knew if they loved math, then they would learn. I had high expectations for all my students and I tried to help students see how math can be fun. This helped them to change their attitude about math and build a more positive math identity. Right, and as educators, not only does the teacher have high expectations for students, but we want students to have high expectations for themselves. You know, I used to work with gifted and talented students and many of them were only praised for being so smart. As a result, they were afraid to fail because they think that they, could not, they would not be perceived as smart. They will even avoid challenges if they think they're gonna to be too difficult. I've also heard that working with the gifted and talented teachers, which reminds me of the power of the word yet. When students change their self-talk or vocabulary from I can't learn this to I haven't learned this yet, it sets them up with a growth mindset. It also helps them to realize that making mistakes is part of the learning process. I like to assign challenging math problems in my class I let the students work in groups so that they can work collaboratively and share their ideas. I tell them it is like putting a puzzle together and you don't expect to get it right on the first try. You have to try something and if it doesn't work, try something else until the puzzle comes together like the picture on the cover of the box. As parents, some suggestions for helping your own children develop a growth mindset is to praise them not for being smart, but for the effort they are putting into the task. Remind your children that you believe in them and that you know they will figure it out. If we always come to our child's rescue and do it for them, who's the one learning? That's right. So how can you tell if your child inherited the math gene? The simple answer is there is not a math gene. Children that love math have a growth mindset and understand that mistakes happen and are part of the learning process. Children also build 
a positive math identity if you give them opportunities to play and have fun with math at home. Maybe you are thinking you don't have any idea what activities you should be doing with your child to promote math. We have you covered. We created 10-minute math mini courses that explain how a child learns math and then provides activities that you can do with your child at home during your child's daily routines in just 10 minutes a day. We also suggest math resources that you can either purchase or make yourself with each math mini course. Just check out our website to learn more or to purchase our math mini courses at 10minutemath.com. That website again is tenminutemath.com. Bye for now and thanks for making math fun.